welcome. Thank you for joining us here at ICGC Caris Temple Podcast. Pastor Prince Nyako is the head pastor of ICGC Caris Temple, serving under the leadership of Dr. Mentor Otabel. Pastor Prince is a dynamic preacher of God's unadulterated word, characterized with a strong prophetic insight and prayer ministry. He is a strong advocate for discipline and order in the body of Christ, with messages centered on fasting, holiness, prayer, and integrity. And now, to today's message. If God has been good to you, come on, bless him. I beg of you not to stand idle, but to lift up your voice and bless him. Come on and give it to him. Bola hato bande. Come on and give it to him. Liba bando kandonda talama zabapande. Come on and give it to him. Come on and give it to him. Mahaluba pande konda taza. Come on and give it to him. Lima makali bataya. From the front of the auditorium to the back, let the people of God lift up their voices and bless His name. Aya kola mama miande konda haba pande ronda kima posa talima malakili atalabahate lima mo kando lama miatabahandi kalabahandi ate. We give you glory. We give you glory. We give you glory. Oh God, we give you praise. Aye mama kani mafata hayanda. We hallow your name. Your name that is higher than every other name. Come on, give him praise. Come on, give him glory. Come on, give him thanks. Ah, from the bottom of your heart, let God hear your voice. Come on, Lord, we give you glory. Lord, we give you honor. Lord, we magnify your name. Lord, we glorify your name. There is no God like you. There is no king like you. And there is no rock like you. Take all of your glory. Take all of your praise. Take all of your honor. Ayakalima Panda Talahande. Sokahande. I am a Manchester United supporter. Sorry about that. Especially to all Chelsea fans. But, and when my team scores a goal, I shout. But I'm shouting for 11 people playing with a rubber ball on green grass. Now I am asking you to give the King of Kings praise. Give the Lord of Lords praise. Come on and give it to him. Come on and give it to him. Come on and give it to him. Come on! 
give you glory. Lift up your right hand. Father, we want to say that we bless your name this morning. Because you alone are God. And there is no other God in heaven on this earth, beneath the earth. On the seas, wherever, there is no other God that can be likened to you. We acknowledge your presence in this place. We say, take all of your praise. Take all of your glory. Take all of your honor. It belongs to you. It belongs to you alone. Speak your word to us. Speak your word to us. Let the voice of God be heard. Spirit of the living God, take over the service. Take over the service. Take over my life. Take over the congregation. Take over the ministry of the word of God. Take over the hearing of the word of God. I pray for your people that they will be blessed. And let none of us leave this place as we came. Usher us into the blessings that you have for us. Usher us into the fullness of God for our lives. And glorify your son Jesus. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord. Great are you, Lord.
together for Jesus. Hallelujah. You can take your seats in the presence of God. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Amen. It's an honor, a privilege to be with you again this morning. Amen. I don't take it for granted. I don't take it lightly. I want to honor God's set man over the house, Pastor Prince Nyako. Are you clapping? Are you clapping? Are you sure you are clapping? Amen. A very dynamic servant of God, passionate about the things of God. I always say you can't hang around Pastor Prince and be like this. Amen. You will be on fire for the Lord. I want to salute you, man of God. Put your hands together for him. Amen. 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 And thank you once again for the opportunity and the honor. I also want to salute his wife, Dr. Mrs. Theodora Nyako. Are you clapping for her? Amen. Amen. Like Pastor Prince said, her family are my people. Amen. So we've known each other for quite a long, long time. God bless you. I also salute you. Amen. All the people who stand together with them to make this work what it is. May God remember you. Amen. 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 The Bible says God will never forget your labor of love. There are things you do somebody may not see, but God sees. The secret things you do, the Bible says he will re reward you openly. Put your hands together for yourselves also. Amen. Amen. And everybody in church, all the senior men, the senior women, I acknowledge you, I salute you, and everybody in church, put your hands together for yourselves. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, are you ready for God's word? Joshua chapter 14, 6 to 14, Matthew eleven twelve. Joshua chapter 14, 6 to 14, Matthew chapter 11, and the verse number 12 so I'll start with Joshua chapter 14 the Bible said then the children of Judah they came unto Joshua in Gilgal and Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite said to him Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. Do you know what God has said concerning you? Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea. To espy out the land. And I brought him word again. As it was in my heart. Nevertheless my brethren that went up with me. Made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore unto me that day. Saying surely. Certainly. The land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever 
because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said, these forty and five years. Even since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of the Lord, or the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old, 85 years old. How long have you waited for the fulfillment of God's word in your life? And you are already tired. As yet I am strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. As my strength was then, even so is my strength now. For war, mm, both to go out and to come in. Now therefore give me this mountain that God promised me whereof the Lord spake in that day for thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced if it so be the Lord will be with me then I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said 13 14 and Joshua blessed him and gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh, Jephunneh Hebron for an inheritance Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb, the son of Jephunneh the Kenesite, unto this day, because that he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Matthew eleven twelve. Then we are done with the reading. Matthew chapter eleven and the verse number twelve, popular verse of scripture. All right, I'm reading. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, until now, as I even minister to you, the Bible said that the kingdom of heaven, it suffered violence. And the violent, they take it by force. Somebody say, and the violent take it by force. Can you say it again? And the violent take it by force. I want you to take note of that phrase. And the violent take it by force. It, it, it's highlighted this morning. It is accentuated this morning. We have underlined that phrase. And the violent take it by force. That phrase is not just in the Bible. To take up space and to fill up the Bible. To make the Bible full or complete. There is a purpose. There is a reason why it is there. And the violent Take it by force. Can I hear you say amen? amen? I want to minister to you on that phrase this morning. And the violent take it by force. <laughs> Hallelujah. There are verses in the Bible. That have more than one possible interpretation and meaning. Can I teach a little? 
So you come across certain verses, they mean more than one thing. And they can have more than one interpretation. And each of the interpretations are sound biblically. So a verse in the Bible could have a primary interpretation and meaning. And then that same verse could have a secondary interpretation and meaning. Primary interpretation in terms of its context and its setting. So you look at the context of the verse and because of the context of the verse you can derive a certain interpretation or a certain meaning from that verse. Are you with me? Secondary, okay. Secondary not because you are looking at it from its context but you are looking at it from a spiritual prophetic dimension. And that prophetic meaning of the verse is not the same as its contextual meaning, but it doesn't contradict it because it agrees with other portions of scripture and the general teaching of scripture. Are we together? Romans chapter 8 verse number 19. For the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting, is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. This verse I have just quoted has a primary interpretation and then also a secondary interpretation and they are all scripturally sound. Primarily, what is this verse talking about within its context based on the verses that come before it and then the verses that come after it? What is the Bible talking about when it says the earnest expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God? Primarily, contextually, within its setting, it's talking about the redemption of these physical earthly bodies. Where mortality shall put on immortality. Where corruption shall put on incorruptibility. Where these frail, weak, fragile bodies shall be transformed into the kind of body that Jesus rose up from the dead with. No more death. No more pain. No more weakness. No more aging. That body will not be limited to what this body is limited to. It's talking about the day when our body shall become glorious like the resurrected body of Jesus. Within its context, that is what it's talking about. And if you are a believer here, that day is ahead of you. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here? But it also has a prophetic meaning that wants to tell us as a people of God that there is an urgent need for the church of Jesus Christ to wake up and to rise up and to take her place in this world. To take her place of power, to take her place of influence and to take her place of dominance. It is talking about the church of God being a city set upon a hill that cannot be hid. Influencing the world with the kingdom of God influencing the world with the word of God and the principles of the kingdom so that the world will know that there is a God in heaven but he rules in the
affairs of men, the earnest of expectation of the creature waited for the manifestation of the sons of God. Both interpretations are accurate spiritually. But this morning, my concern is not with the contextual setting of this of Matthew chapter 11 verse 12 my concern is with the prophetic dimension it has in it and from the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force this verse, Matthew eleven twelve, is telling us that there is a way the kingdom works. There is a way the kingdom operates. Am I talking to anybody here? In fact, more specifically, this verse is teaching us how you take possession of everything that God has provided for you in the kingdom of God. You take it because you are violent and you take it because you apply force. Am I talking to anybody here? Now watch this. As long as or as far as you are a child of God, the Bible makes us understand that God has made many things available for you. Not bad things, but good things. Am I talking to anybody here? As a result of the death and the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, there are many things that have been made available to you as a child of God as a result of being a joint heir together with Christ you have an inheritance that is there as a result of being a son and a daughter of God there are many blessings that are available for you there are many packages that God has in store for you I am reading from the book of 1 Corinthians 2 12 the Bible says but God has not given us the spirit of the world but the spirit of God. Why? That we may know the things that have been freely given unto us. So as you sit here, there are things that are freely given to you as a result of the finished work on the cross of Calvary. Am I talking to somebody here? I hear the Bible say in Obadiah chapter 1 verse 17 but upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and for your information, we are not marching to Mount Zion. This is Mount Zion. And the Bible says upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance and there shall be holiness and the sons of Jacob shall possess their possessions. It means you have possessions. Somebody beat your chest and say I have possessions. Uh, that was weak. Say it again. I have possessions. One more time won't kill you. Scream it. I have possessions. I had not seen, neither had ear heard, nor has it entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that love him. So as you sit here, you, may, you might have seen certain things that God has blessed you with, God has favored with you, you with, but there are still things that God has prepared for you that you don't know about. I need you to understand that as you sit here, you have possessions, there are packages, there are blessings, there are promises, there is favor, there is goodness, there is mercy, all available to you as a child of God. Mm. Am I talking to anybody here? 
And the Bible said, and from the day of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violence take it. Take what is this in the kingdom. They take it by force. They take their blessing. The blessing that is theirs in the kingdom. They are violent and then they take it by force. Ah, the grace and the favor of God that is available to them in the kingdom. They are violent and then they take it by force. That open door that is available to them in the kingdom. It takes violence. It takes forcefulness. Ah, that open heavens that is available to them in the kingdom. It takes violence and it takes force. That promotion that is available to them in the kingdom. It requires violence. It requires forcefulness. That elevation to the next level. I just spoke to somebody prophetically. That elevation to your next level. It requires violence. It requires force. And the violent they are the ones who take it by force. Who are the people who take what is theirs by force? The violent. Not just anybody, child of God. Who are the people who take what is theirs by force? The violent. Not just those who come to church. And coming to church is of extreme importance for you as a believer. But to take what is yours requires more than just coming to church. Who are the people who take what is theirs? The violent. Not just because you are called a believer. Not just because you are called a Christian. It requires a certain attitude. It requires a certain disposition. And it requires a certain stance. To take what God has made available for you in Christ. It requires violence. It requires forcefulness. If I'm talking to you, say amen. Because anything and everything God has provided for you, hear me, is what we call it is yours in terms of your position. But there is a difference of having something in terms of your position and experiencing that thing practically. So the blessing is yours. You have been blessed with all spiritual blessings in the heavenly places. The moment you gave your life to Christ, surrendered totally to his lordship, those blessings became yours by right. You are entitled to those blessings that are in the heavenly places. But that is your position. It doesn't mean that those blessings are practically in your hand at that time. There are things you do to translate that blessing into your hands and to enjoy it as a child of God. And so all the things that God has provided for you, for them to become real, for them to become tangible, and for the word to become flesh, violence, forcefulness. Hear me. 
you will not take possession of what God has for you just because you are a believer. Believers who are laid back. Everything is fine with them. There's no intensity in their work with God. You won't see the manifestation of these blessings. Believers who cross their legs, fold their arms, are waiting, are waiting, not doing anything about the blessing, not doing anything about the promises of God. You are a believer, all right. You will go to heaven, all right. But in terms of accessing the fullness that God has made available to you as a child of God you will not access it because it requires a certain kind of violence it requires a certain kind of force if you are the kind of believer and you are at ease in Zion I hear the Bible say word to them that are at ease in Zion you don't read the word you don't pray you don't take time to fast you don't live a holy life you are not hungry for God if you are that kind of a believer that things have been made available to you but you can't touch them why? you don't have what it requires to break forth and break into the dimension of the blessing of God am I talking to anybody here? Am I talking to anybody and I pray for you that if you are the kind of person whose work with God lacks that vitality, I pray for you in this service. Let the spirit of God fall upon you and change you from the inside out. Let there be bad things that come into your spirit. Let there be bad things for the holiness of God. Bad things for the power of God. Bad things to encounter God. Bad things to experience God. If you are the kind of believer and you are not testing after God, running out after God, I pray for you this morning that let it change by the time the service is over I pray that some new hunger will fall upon your spirit like never before, can you shout out take it and from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent they take what is theirs by force. They don't wait for it to be given to them. They take it. It has already been given. Now take it. Somebody say, I take it. Say it again, I take it. That word violence is from the Greek word biazo. Somebody say biazo. One of the meanings of biazo is to lay hold on something by positive aggression. Yeah. Positive aggression. So you lay hold on what is yours by a certain aggression. Positive aggression. When I look at your work with God, can I see an aggression for God and for the things of God? Positive aggression. Not that you are laid back. Positive aggression. 
aggression. You are violent. You have an aggression. God has said this about me. I want to see it. I'm not happy just reading it black and white in the scriptures. God said it and I believe God cannot lie. And so I want to encounter this thing that I have read in the Bible. I am not satisfied with what I have seen so far. I am not content with what I have seen so far. God said I can have it all. I have only half of it. And so I don't rest upon my horse. I want the other half that God says I can have. It's called positive aggression. You don't stop at the point God has not said stop. But you keep going until you enter into everything that God has for you. It's called positive aggression. Am I talking to anybody here? Am I talking to anybody here? Blind Bartimaeus hears that Jesus is passing by. And as, he, as a blind man, he had probably heard many things about this great man. How he healed the sick. And how he raised the dead. And how he opened blind eyes. And this same man today is passing by the place I am sitting. He says, this is my Kairos moment. I don't know when he will pass here again. Maybe he may never pass here. This is my opportunity. Opportunity. He wakes up and says, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And Jesus continues his business as usual. I'm trying to show you positive aggression. Then the people around him say, shut up. The people who didn't have his problem told him to shut up. Shut up. Jesus is busy doing better things. You keep quiet and stay in your corner. We know you. We pass here every time and we see you. Don't worry us. The man has an agenda. Shut up and stay in your corner. I just feel somebody has been told that. Shut up and stay in your corner. I feel it that somebody has been told those specific words or similar words by a superior. But I tell you what, don't shut up and don't stay in your corner. Mm. He said, okay, I hear Jesus is passing by. You said, I should shut up. I can't see him. I, I, I don't even know how he looks like, but this is my moment. If you were worried by the first child, get ready for the second one. And the Bible said this time, he lifted up his voice at a higher level, with a higher sound, at a higher pitch. Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. And at the second shout, the Bible said, Jesus stood still and sent for the man. This is what we call positive aggression. They are the people who take what is this. Am I talking to anybody here? Am I talking to anybody here? They lay hold on what is this. By positive aggression. Lord, my daughter is vexed with the devil. Can you heal her for me? I am the Canaanite woman. Oh, the Greek Syrophoenician woman. Lord, heal my daughter. I am not sent to anyone but the Lordship of Israel. You don't belong, says Jesus. You don't belong. And moreover, 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 healing is the bread of the children. You don't qualify. You are an outcast. Somebody would have been 
discouraged. Is that how the master called me? He actually called me a dog. He said, we don't take what belongs to the children and give it to the dogs. But the woman said, yes, Lord. But even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the children's table. Jesus said, ah, I've never seen faith like this in Israel. Go and your daughter will be healed. And from that very hour, she was healed. And the violent, they take it by force. I pray for you that God will give you strength to be a fighter. The kind of people that take what is theirs, they are fighters. Caleb said to Joshua, I was 40 years when God promised me this mountain. I am 40, I'm 45 years grown more. I'm now 85 years, but I'm still the man of war. I can go out and fight. I can come in and fight. I'm ready to take my mountain. I'm talking about positive aggression. They are fighters. They don't quit. They don't give up. They don't give in. It doesn't matter what comes their way their eyes are set upon the prize that is before them come hell or high water they will run and obtain the prize I don't know what God has said about you but you will take it by force You take it by force. Somebody say, I'm taking it by force. And the violent take it by force. By force. So it requires violence, it requires force. Why does it require force? You don't apply force if there's no opposition. You don't apply force if there's no resistance. If I have a book, can I use your book for an illustration? Let's take it as this is my book for now, okay? And it's with, what's your name, please? Yaira. And I want to take the book from here, and Yaira wants to willingly give me the book. Don't apply force. I take it without struggle, and I'm gone. On the contrary, if at the time I want to take it, Yaya is not willing to give it to me. She wants to hold on tightly to the book. So now hold on tightly to it. I need to apply not just force, but a force greater than hers in order to be able to snatch. Hey, brother, release the pipe. Can you put your hands together? Okay. I need, thank you. Yaya, thank you. Okay. I need to apply force greater than his in order to snatch what belongs to me. The reason why force is required in taking your possessions is because there's satanic opposition. Do you think the devil is just sitting there for you to get what you have to get? Hmm. The reason why you have to apply force is because there's satanic resistance. There is a struggle. God has given it to you, but there is a satanic force trying so hard to prevent it from coming into your hands. And so you need to violently apply a certain amount of force to wrestle it out of the hand of the enemy and out of the hand of the opposers. Am I talking to anybody here? 
That word force in the Greek is hapazo. Let me just tell you something small about it. And it's the same word used for the rapture. A sudden snatching away of the people of God from this earth to be with the Lord. And it has with it the idea also of a robbery. Interesting. So the idea is that here is this lady walking with her bag on the road, maybe listening to her music. And then there are two guys on the motor who have timed the bag. Do they ride gently? Sister, can I have your bag? They ride and then they snatch the bag and off they go. That is the idea of that word hapazo. Sudden, swift snatch. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the biazo take it by hapazo. Sudden, quick snatch. You take your blessing by a sudden, sweet snatch. Now, it might not make sense to you in the physical because the things of the spirit, the physical doesn't understand. But in the supernatural dimension, it is producing results. And so you are in a place of prayer. A sudden, sweet snatch. You take your favor. A sudden, sweet snatch. You take your blessing. A sudden, sweet snatch. You take your children that have delayed a sudden switch snatch am i talking to anybody here you can take your blessing this morning somebody say i take my blessing it's a prophetic action you are doing apply faith to what you are doing there's something in your life that you want i want you to be on your feet and you are going to mention that thing as we do this prophetic action. You are going to say, I take that thing. And as you said, you take it by a forceful swing of the hand and you grab it in the name of Jesus. Am I talking to anybody? Somebody said, This morning, I take my blessing. There is a blessing for somebody. There is some favor for somebody. There is an increase for somebody. In the name of Jesus. Say, I take my increase. Say, I take my increase. In the name of Jesus. Say, I take my blessing. In the name of Jesus. Say, I take my favor. In the name of Jesus. May God bless you and favor you like never before. May God increase you. May God increase you in the name of Jesus. Anything battling 
with your next level in the name of Jesus and by the power of the Holy Ghost I battle against that thing I put you down take it 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 next level we are going to say I take my open door Paul said listen an effectual door has been opened unto me and there are adversaries some of you have been at one place for a long time but tonight this morning I beg your pardon you are entering into your another dimension say father, father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus this morning this morning I take I take my open door my open door I take I take my open door my open door I enter I enter into my open door into my open door I enter I enter into my next level into my next level I enter I enter into my elevation into my elevation take it take it take it take it take it Come on, pray for a while. Who said this is all God has for you? I'm saying to you as a servant of God, this is not all God has for you. Ah, hey. uh, do you believe that? Yeah. Beat your chest and say, This is not all God has for me. This is not all God has for me. You're going to push yourself into another dimension. Yakoza. Rimahandu kapandi kaliata. May God favor you and give you long life. Hey. I curse every spirit of death. Hey. By the hand of God Amen. and in the name of Jesus, Amen. may God preserve your life, Amen. give you fullness of days and fulfillment in life. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Limotabasanda kimahandi korataya mahandu kaponda. Come on, come on. Do your hand like this. We are going again. Limahandu kaya. Are you ready to take some things? Limahato zandika. Listen, there is a, a, a realm that for you you are not supposed to cross, but you are crossing it. Amen. You are crossing it. Amen. Matuza kibataya ali andu katabasa. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any barrier. Any barrier. In the spirit. In the spirit. Over my destiny. Over my destiny. Over my life. Over my life. This morning. This morning. I cross. I cross. That barrier. That barrier. 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 In the in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Mahando kato mahande. No, let, let, let's do that thing again. Let's do it again. I feel we have to do it again. Say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Any barrier. Any barrier. Over my life. Over my life. In the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit. Today. Today. I cross. I cross. That barrier. That barrier. I go. I cross. Past that barrier. That barrier. I cross. I cross. That barrier. That barrier. In the name. In the name. Of Jesus. Of Jesus. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom 
of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. Sit down briefly. Sit down briefly. Motahandi Look. Taking what belongs to you requires energy and pressure. In the name of Jesus. See, when we're growing up in the Christian faith, it doesn't mean we are not still growing up. We are growing. We grow every day. But I mean, when we got born again early on, we were taught about the omnipotence of God. That God is all powerful. How many believe that? believe it with all my heart. God is all powerful. God can do all things. So we read verses like, ah Lord God thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power. We used to sing it in Baden Power. Ah Lord God thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy those are some of my roots. So we are brothers and sisters, aren't we? Our Lord God, thou hast made the heavens and the earth by thy great power and your outstretched hand. Nothing is too difficult for you. Hmm. Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? It's not like God is asking you a question. No, He's asking what he's really saying. Do you think there's something hard for me? Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. The psalmist will say, God has spoken once, but twice have I heard that power belongs to God. So we grew up believing so much in the power of God. And then we said to ourselves, if this all-powerful God declares a thing, surely it will come to pass. By all means, it will come to pass automatically it will come to pass nothing can hinder it nothing can stop it nothing can prevent it and that was our understanding as we were growing but the more we grew hear this and the more we studied our bible we realized that what we thought or always thought was the truth was the truth yes but it was truth that represented only half of a coin So, we studied more and we realized that, yes, it is true. There is a certain dimension of the will of God that when that all-powerful God speaks, surely it will come to pass. By every means, it will come to pass. Nothing can stop. 
hoping and nothing can hinder it. For example, in the beginning, the Bible said God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters and God said, let that be light. God spoke that light into being. Wherever light was, it responded to the voice of God because the word of God has enough power in itself to produce what it says. So, there is a dimension of the will of God that it doesn't matter what anybody does or he doesn't do. The sovereignty of God will bring it to pass. But then, we also realize that there is another dimension of the will of God, especially when it concerns you. That that one, even though an all-powerful God has said it, it doesn't come to pass automatically without your involvement. So, if it concerns you, the will of God for you, the plan of God for you, the purposes of God for you, if it concerns you, God may have declared it, but it doesn't mean it will automatically on its own accord come to pass. That part of the will of God doesn't hinge or the performance of that word of God in that dimension doesn't depend entirely upon God. It doesn't hinge entirely upon God. It doesn't rest solely with God. You have a part to pray. If you are here, say amen. amen. Let me show you what I'm saying. God talks to Abraham. He says, know that of a surety your descendants are going to be slaves. They are going to be in bondage. And God mentions the years for 400 years in a foreign land. God spoke it. Somebody say God spoke it. God told Abraham clearly, gave him the length of time. Your descendants, your seeds, the children of Israel, there's going to come a time where they are going to be in captivity for 400 years. And so the children of Israel went into Egypt, became slaves, not for 400 years, for 430 years. So they served the 400 years that God had talked about and then they served an extra 30 years that wasn't originally the plan of God. Had God spoken? Yes. Is it that God lied? No. Because God is not a man that he should lie. Titus says God that cannot lie. Hebrews says it is impossible for God to lie. He can't lie. God declared 400 years, but it became 430 years. Why? There is a part of the will of God. When it comes to you, it doesn't rest entirely 100% on God. You have a part to play. So, for 430 years, they had overserved their time as slaves, but they were still slaves and God did nothing about it. Am I talking to anybody here? And then the Bible said, they began to call upon God in their distress. Father, we are in distress. We are in pain. 
I don't believe this is your plan and your will for our lives. And then they lifted up their voice, crying out to God, then, yeah, the Bible said, God remembered, hey, his covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in response to their cries. And then God sent the deliverer called Moses. They might have stayed there for many more years without being delivered, even though God said 400 years, because the part of their deliverance did not rest upon God, it rested upon them. It takes the violent to know what God has said and then to take what God has said by force. Trying to give you understanding. Can I give you a second example for all the doubters? God told Jeremiah, the children of Israel are going to go into captivity in Babylon for 70 years. Then, in captivity, Daniel is reading the writings of Jeremiah and discovers hey, that God has said this to Jeremiah. They are going to be in captivity for 70 years. As at the time Daniel discovered it, it was the 70, 70th year. No sign of deliverance. No sign of freedom. No sign of captivity. But God said 70. Then when Daniel recognized that this is the word and the will of God. The Bible said Daniel began to lift up his voice. God, it is 70 years. We have saved our time. We need deliverance. Bring us deliverance. Send us help from heaven. And as he began to pray, the Bible said God sent an angel for their deliverance. But it was 70 years. God was waiting for them to work on their own promise. So, the fact that God has said you will be a queen or you will be a king or you will be somebody great in future and you will be a blessing. Don't just rest on it. You have a role to play. You have a part to play. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent take it by force. And so God, you said I will be this. I stand upon what you have said to me. I bring it back to you. Lord, remember your word concerning my life and fulfill your word in my life. You don't sit down and say, God has said it, and so I'll not do anything about it. No, once it has to do with you, you take it back to God in prayer and battle your way through until you enter into the fulfillment of the will and the word of God for your life. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence, and the violent, they take it by force. Let me give you a third example. In the company of two or three witnesses, the matter is established. At the age of 40, God tells Caleb, where you are standing, the land of Hebron, or the mountain of Hebron, I have given it to you and to your children forever. Hmm. Somebody hears that he goes to his room and rests. He was 40 years. 45 years later, that word was still hanging in the air. Is God a liar? No. 45 years is so long a time for a child to be born. Go through school. Finish university. Get first masters. Get second masters. Get whatever. PhD. Get married. 45 years. So, at the age of 85, watch this. He comes to Joshua and says, Joshua, hmm, 
do you remember? That's why you don't have to forget what God says about you. In his word and then the things God tells you in your private times with him. Am I talking to anybody? He comes to Joshua and says, do you remember that at Kadesh Barnea, Yahuta Hazande, God told me and you that this land of Hebron is for me. 85 years. He said, listen, as at the time I was 40 years, I was strong and a man of war. I am 85 years. I am still strong and I'm still a man of war. I can go out and I can come in. I know the Anakims are there. The Anakims are giants. God promised you Hebron, but God knew giants were there. He didn't clear the giants. You must clear the giants. And the violent take it by force. And then he tells him, listen, give me this mountain specific. I want that blessing that God told me about. God told me he was elevating me to a certain dimension. Give me that mountain. I don't want anything else. I'm not settling for anything less. I don't even care if the Anakims are there. Once God said it's mine, I go for it. Give me the mountain. Am I communicating here? But the word of God had been spoken. In fact, the man who spoke the word was dead years ago, Moses. But the word was still hanging. Many of us, the word God has spoken over our lives are still hanging. It takes the violent to take it by force. And the Bible said he took the land of, of the, the, the mountain of Hebron, defeated the Anakims and settled there together with his children forever. That is how the violent take it by force. Second thing. Second thing. Are you getting blessed? Second thing that we grew up with, that we had to change our mind about. Growing up, we used to hear a statement and we used to think that statement was lost, was, was, was true. Can I tell you what that statement is? Thing for you never lost. Who has said it before? Oh, yeah, I, had to, I used to hear it a lot. Oh, thing for you. Now, when I say thing for you, say never lost. Thing for you. Thing for you. I used to think it was true. The concept behind that is if something is meant for you, it doesn't matter what you do or don't do or what anybody does or doesn't do. Once it is meant for you, it will come into your hands. So just relax. If the thing be your own, it will come to you. Hey. So you just relax. Until I started reading the Bible, that something can be your own and be taken from you. Listen, if your eye is not red in this thing called your work with God, there are many things that will bypass you, even though they were yours. I'm telling you. It's the way of the kingdom. So, King Saul says, I am promising anyone who kills Goliath, my daughter, Merab. And then here comes this young 17-year-old boy. Takes a sling and kills Goliath. So who qualifies for Merab? David. The Bible said at the time that Merab, watch this, was supposed to be given to David just at that time.
just at that time, when David was expecting to have a wife called Merab, the Bible said King Saul took Merab and gave him to another man called Adriel. We had never heard of him until that time. Just at the time he was supposed to receive what he had worked for and labored for, they took that thing, that reward, and gave it to another man. Thing for you. Never lost. Okay, let me give you another one. The Bible said Jacob was in his uncle's house and they had an agreement. I'm going to work for you for seven years because I want your daughter Rachel. So he works hard, labors hard. Jacob was a hardworking man for seven years. And the Bible said at the time that Laban was supposed to give him Rachel, Laban gave him Leah. He did not get what he had worked hard for. He did not get what he had labored for. He did not get what he had worked for. His wages were given to another man who hadn't done quarter of what he had done. It was taken out of his hands and placed in the hands of another person. There are things that have been taken out of your hand. You are due for that promotion. It was given to somebody else. You are due for that blessing. It was given to somebody else. You are due for, due for that favor. It was given to somebody else. These are things that happen in the physical, but they give us pictures into how things work in the spiritual. Am I talking to somebody here? Manasseh, Ephraim. Manasseh as the firstborn had the right to the inheritance. Hands were crossed. It was given to his brother. Should I go on? Same for you. Listen, if God has said something is for you, don't fold your hands and sleep. Take it into battle until it becomes yours. Am I talking to anybody here? That's why the Bible says, and the violent take it by force. The Bible talks about Judas. And you know what the Bible says? His place. Let another man take. Hmm. May that not happen to anybody here. Amen. Any place that God has reserved for you. I declare over your life. Another man will not take it. Another woman will not take it. Another person will not take it. But you will take it for yourself. Amen. To the glory of God. And in the name of Jesus. Amen. His place. Let another man take. You see there's a story in the, in the book. And I'm closing very soon. Story in the book of 1 Kings thereabout. Of Solomon making a judgment over two prostitutes. Each of them had a child. At night, one of the prostitutes slept on her child and killed the child. How many know that story? And then they came to King Solomon for judgment. You see, all that happened in the natural, but it teaches us something about how the spiritual works. Two women having their babies. Babies can stand for your dreams. They can stand for your, your desires, etc. One sleeps on her baby, kills the baby. The Bible said, at night, at night, when the other one was fast asleep, 
she goes and changes the baby, gives the other woman a dead baby, and takes the baby that was alive, alive, I beg your pardon, at night. Jesus said, while men slept, the enemy came in. In the spirit realm, sometimes the devil can do some switches and exchanges. Things that are meant for you as you sleep and as you eat and as you forget your spiritual principles of prayer and dedication to God. Sometimes at night, and we are not just talking about night in terms of darkness, but at the time when you are spiritually dull and insensitive, sometimes there can be switches and there can be exchanges. Things that are meant for you, they are exchanged with things that are not meant for you. Am I talking to anybody here? I declare over your life that anything that has been switched against your favor in the name of Jesus, I command to be re-switched back in your favor. Amen. Shout amen. amen. I said shout amen. amen. Anything that was meant for you that has been taken from you tonight, today in the name of Jesus Christ, I take it back for you. Amen. 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 That property that is yours. That is under battle. People trying to take it from you. Father, I lift up my hands. In the name of Jesus. I take it back for your people. I take it back for your people. Let things turn around in their favor. Amen. Am I talking to anybody here? There are, there are diabolic switches that can take place. Let your place be preserved by the hand of God. Let your place be preserved by the power of God. Let your place be preserved by the finger of God. Let it be untouched by the hand of God. That place that God has reserved for you. I pray, I pray that you will get into that place. You will enter into it by force. And from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffered violence and the violent did take it by force. They take it by force. Are you ready to take some things today? God has so much in store for us. You might have seen a lot, but there's still more to see. I'm telling you. We are the people of God. God has blessings hanging for us. Can you be on your feet? We want to pray a little. I'm praying for myself. You are praying for yourself. There's some fervency that must come to your work with God. I know you are fervent, but there are always degrees of everything. There's some fervency that must come to my work with God. There's some fire that you must be working in. Let me tell you this last thing and then we pray. How many of us know Paul the Apostle? One day he gets, hey, you know him? Uh, okay. <laughs> One day he gets to an island called what? Malta. Depending on the Bible, you read Melita. And then there's a fire that is already burning there. 
they had been in shipwreck for days. So they were feeling cold. So Paul says he's going to take some more firewood to come and put it in where the fire is burning so it becomes hotter. The moment he does that, what happens? There's a viper that comes out of the fire. That's serious. It means there's a certain level of heat that a viper can be comfortable in. I slept, I dreamt of Superman chasing me. The viper was in that level of heat comfortably. And you know in the Bible, snakes and things are symbolic of the works of Satan. The first time he appears in the Bible, he appears as a serpent. You walk upon serpents and scorpions. It happened in the physical, but it's telling us something spiritual. There's a certain level of heat in your walk with God. And the enemy can be there comfortably. Am I talking to anybody here? You're going to pray, God, let your fire fall upon me. And consume me from within. The Bible talks about John the Baptist. He was a burning and a shining light. So you're going to pray, God, let your fire fall upon me. Let me be a man on fire. The kind of fire that a viper cannot comfortably rest in. The kind of fire that Jesus had, that when he's coming and the demons see him, they say, don't come. We know who you are. Have you come to destroy us before our time? Lift up your voice and begin to pray that the fire of God will fall upon you. Come on. 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 I can't. 
So when Daniel began to pray, the Bible said that God dispatched an angel from heaven with his answer. But as the angel was coming, the angel was intercepted by an entity called the Prince of Persia. The answer was meant to be given to Daniel. But there was resistance, there was opposition. So Daniel continued in prayer for 21 days. And then I'll call it re angelic reinforcement. God sent another angel. So what was meant for Daniel could come into his hands. There are things meant for us. There are things meant for you. Sometimes those things have been intercepted. But today we pull them down. Amen. Because what is meant for you will come to you. Amen. In Jesus name. Amen. It will come to you. Amen. It will come to you. It will come to you. Amen. What is meant for you will come to you, sir. Amen. Let me hold your hands. What is meant for you will come to you. Amen. Your hands will take possession of it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Nothing will deny you. What is meant for you will come to you. Amen. It will come to you. It will come to you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. We are going to pray against every power that is keeping your next level. 
every power that is keeping your answer every power that has intercepted that open door we are coming against it in the name of Jesus we are declaring that the power of God will prevail Take it. the power of God will prevail the power of God will prevail. Amen. We are pulling down that entity and we are making a way for the immediate transport of our miracle, of our blessing, and of our answer. Lift up your voice and begin to call upon the name of the Lord. Yes. 
Anything standing between you and your miracle, I stand against that thing. I declare your liberty. Stretch forth your hands, people of God. Your two hands, stretch forth like you are receiving something. 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 Father, the hands of your people have been stretched out. Anything that is meant for us, we take it. 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 In the name of Jesus. We take it. That word is becoming flesh. That word is becoming flesh. That word is becoming flesh. We take it. We take it. We take it. Take it. Take it. We take it. Amen. But upon Mount Zion there shall be deliverance. And there shall be holiness. And the sons of Jacob shall possess uh, their possessions. Take it! Stretch forth your hands up. Say to God, I receive it. Say, it. I, receive it. I receive your blessing. I receive your, I receive your miracle. Say it again. I receive my blessing. I receive my miracle. I receive my elevation. I receive my promotion. I receive my open door. In the name of Jesus. There are things that are happening in the realm of the spirit and you will see it very soon. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ah. Your hands will hold whatever comes into it. Amen. Your hands will not let go. Amen. They will not let go. Amen. May your hands receive strength to keep a hold of everything that God gives you. Amen. To maintain it. Receive strength. Give me your right hand, please. Kabahandu Satahande. Receive strength. Receive strength. Receive strength. Amen. Receive strength. Amen. It will not be taken from you. Amen. Receive strength to hold it. Amen. Receive strength to keep it. Amen. Receive strength to maintain it. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. For the last time, stretch out your hands, please. I'm going to pray. Stretch out your hands. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray for your people. Hmm. Blow their minds. The day you come to the place where you think you have seen all that God can do for you, then you are at the wrong place. And the man Isaac grew, went for it, grew until he became very great. Father, blow the minds of your people. Amen. Ah. May they take their places on this earth Amen. as ambas ambassadors. 
Wherever they are. Wherever they are. Wherever they are. Amen. Wherever they are. Amen. Whoever has looked down on you. The last time they looked down on you was the last time they will ever look down on you. Amen. May God favor you. The Bible said, for the Lord is a sun and a shield. He gives his grace and his glory. May God give you his glory. Glory. May glory clothe you like a garment. May glory clothe you like a garment. Every shame be taken away. Now in the name of Jesus. Every form of disgrace be taken away. Amen. Ah, for them he called, he also glorified. Let that glory come upon your head. Amen. And be seen by all men. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Father, as the hands of your people are stretched out, together we say by faith. Can I pray for you? Then I'm done. The one in the corner. We say by faith, just hold my hand. May God bless you. Give you only what God can give you. Amen. Bless you like only God can. Favor you like only God can. Amen. And make you a testimony of his goodness. I declare your life is blessed. In Jesus' name. As the hands of your people are stretched out, Lord, we receive everything you have for us. We don't want anything less. We want all of it. Amen. And by faith, we receive it. Amen. By faith, we receive it. Amen. From the front of the auditorium to the back, we receive it. Amen. In the name of Jesus, Amen. we receive it. Take your glory. Take your praise. Take your honor Amen. for what you have done in our lives today. Take your glory. Take your praise. Take your honor. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Thank you very much. Amen. We want to receive Pastor Prince Nyako. The message you just listened to is from ICGC Karis Temple. To connect with us, you can like our page on Facebook at ICGC Karis Temple or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at ICGC Karis. We would like to hear of how God is blessing you through this podcast. To support this podcast, please click on the profile button and click on support. Thank you and God richly bless you.